Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, here. Got a lot I want to talk about tonight. Now, what for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills going forward? We'll talk about the uh, divisional round. Uh, but five minutes, literally five minutes before I uh, came on today's program, uh, breaking news out of here in Nashville and their coaching search. We'll talk about that when I come back from the break. We'll take our first and only break. I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. We'll hit the ground running with the breaking news from the Tennessee Titans here out of Nashville. Stand by, folks. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Okay, looks like I'm live here. Okay, Pickles. All right, now, uh, this is from confirmed by Taryn Davenport, uh, covers Tennessee Titans for ESPN, also Adam Scheffner. Uh, Tennessee Titans are finalizing a deal to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as the new head coach. Uh, I just got do a text change with Rich Ferris from Cumulus 104.5 The Zone. He'll be on tomorrow. He'll be on tomorrow, 30 minutes past the, uh, past the hour. We're going to talk about that. This. this is Rich's number one guy who he would like for them to bring in. I just said I wanted a competent, offensive-minded head coach. Again, this news broke five minutes before. I came on the program, caught me really flat-footed. I will say this. I can confirm this. As I mentioned before about Callahan, uh, he was also he's born into a football family. His dad is Bill Callahan. Now, Bill Callahan, um, not really head coach of material. That was the former Nebraska coach there, also the Raiders head coach. But I'll tell you something about Bill Callahan. Very good with the offensive line. Very technical coach there. Uh, good position. Excellent position coach, okay? Uh, really good at what he does. Just not head coach material. But Brian Callahan, uh, he is uh, going to be 40 years old this year. Still considered fairly young. But look at, look at what they did with their backup. That's how you really judge a judge a coach here. Everybody does great when you got a world class talent, you know, like a uh, uh, a John Elway, uh, a Peyton Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, you know Brady. When you got a defensive minded head coach, you can get away with more um, because you got a world class. Andrew Luck type of guy. Joe Burrow, I see as that type of player. But, you know, when, when they put their backup in there, when, when they put their backup in there, they still called the uh, they still called the same aggressive offense, love their wide receiver screens, pickles with, with either Jamar Chase, love their uh, uh, the screen games with, with Joe Mixon or Samaj P. Ryan, uh, those guys in that nature, though, uh, they they really caught you slipping. They did not coach scared is what I'm trying to say. You coach one way with one quarterback and another way with the other quarterback, 
And the team starts to see that, and they walk on eggshells. You know, what, what, when the Titans were here, and they had guys like Billy Volick. Okay, haven't heard that name in a while, have you, Pickles? Guys like Billy, they would call a very conservative run, screen type of guy. That's typical of your defensive-minded head coaches. But when you got a confident offensive-minded They'll call the same game plan that they would. And Andy Reid, same game plan. You know, uh, go downfield. Go downfield, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or or, or or the backup, the guy they had last year. I can't remember his name now. But Callahan's a good hire. You know, the more I learned about Callahan, the more I learned his pedigree. Uh He's going to have to, and I mentioned this before, he's going to have to get a veteran defensive coordinator. Get get somebody, uh, I read something here, for example. This was on ESPN's headlines. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Okay, for example, Rivera's to interview for the Eagles defensive coordinator job. Ron Rivera. I, I'll say that because... Uh, Oh, God. That their head coach here, who's about a year older than me, he's like in his early 40s as well. Nick Sariana, a little bit younger, right? So they go out and get a veteran defense. So that instead of some guy he just met, uh, like like the former defensive coordinator. So you don't want to have young all the way through. Now I've said that before. You want to you rather have your your offensive court, your uh an offensive-minded head coach, and you you may want to change out your defensive coordinators from time to time. Particularly though, if you've got a very young this is this is the this is the theme of the league right now. A very young offensive-minded uh, head coach you want to get. Uh, for example, I've used this before. Sean McVay brings in seventy-something-year-old Wade Phillips. The defense is immediately a hit. You know, uh, Zach uh, Taylor, the head coach of Cincinnati, he brings in um, he, he brings in Lou Anaramo. Now, Ramos almost 50, so he a little bit older uh, of a head coach. So you see where I'm going out here. Get the veteran defensive. Uh, there's plenty of guys. Wink Martindale's out there. Remember, he, he walked away from the Giants here. So it, it's, it, it's a lot that, that, that can be put into this. Hopefully, that's what Tennessee will do. Um, I'm going to talk about this in link tomorrow with Rich Ferris from 104.5 The Zone at 7.30, okay? Uh, for those of you who just joined me, I see more viewers popping on the screen. The Titans are finalizing a deal uh, with Brian Callahan, uh, one, of, one of my favorites here, either him or Billy Slowick. Callahan's been around a little bit longer. He's a few years older, worked with two different quarterbacks, Maybe simply a better hire. His dad's also into coaching. That's why, you know, uh, that's a plus, you know, we call it nepotism or whatever. Usually guys that are parents that are into coaching, uh, they're usually pretty good quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts' dad's a coach. You know, uh, Joe Burrow's dad was a coach. So anyways, uh, you know, Callahan – like I said, it, it's um, like I said, he, his dad, his dad's into coaching. I've uh, been working with Zach Taylor for a few years now since since the, he's the whole coaching staff since they came in. But uh, the Titans have finalized a deal to work with him a few years older than a Billy Slowick, where I thought maybe a Ben Johnson, somebody like that. But you know, it just this feels like a great hire right now. Uh, to put this all in 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 a perception here. Uh, especially if he can put a good staff behind him, him and uh, Rand Carthon, both around the same age. Carthon close to my age, uh, so Carthon's just a few years older. Uh, you know, listen, folks, Brad Holmes, keep that name in mind. I'm going to talk about him tomorrow before I bring Rich. Maybe I'll talk about this with Rich. Okay, young and innovative. Brad Holmes, the general manager of, of the uh, Detroit Lions, he is 40, uh, he'll be 45 this year. Very, that's still very young, very young to be a general manager. 
look at he has took over, been a scout since 02. He has taken over for uh the Detroit Lions as a general manager since 21 with the tobacco of the former Patriots. Ironically, right? Uh look at the players he's brought in, you know, and I'll go into details, but you can look at the trades and everything. And then you look at a guy like Dan Campbell, who's only like 47, 48, fairly young, working together, energetic, wanting to try new things. Uh Rand Carthon, Callahan, don't be surprised if they if they make trades, if they're more aggressive. Now, of course, you could say, well, you know, the other two guys wouldn't that much younger. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But these are guys that are not coming from that New England system, which is really, uh, now that we're looking more into it, it's more about Brady, the great quarterback, and Belichick's defense. Everything else was just kind of working itself out through the greatness of Brady and Belichick. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at Callahan, who who's coming originally from the 49ers as an a, assistant to an assistant. He fought, I think, was it the 49ers? Yeah, yeah. And then he follows... Uh, Zach Taylor, or is it the Rams, excuse me, follows Zach Taylor over to Cincinnati. And then, of course, you see the success with with, with that offense uh, aligned around Burrow. And, of course, like I said, with their backup quarterback, which they called the same type of game. You know, they, they still ended at 9-8. and eight. Even though the defense had some, uh, they had some injuries, they had some struggles, plus they was in the best division in football. Nobody had a losing record in the AFC North this year. Nobody had a losing record in the AFC North. So you look at the, the tools that the Titans have already with Spears, Will Levis, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins still under contract. Love him or hate him. You know, uh, a Conquo. So now you look at a guy like Pickles, like a T. Higgins, a wide receiver. That's, that's going to be a free agent out of Cincinnati and everything out here in Reed, T. Higgins, T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. So you got a shot to get T. Higgins. Now, I would have to look and see where I stand with Trayvon Burks and everything. This team needs help at cornerback. I'd li like to get, you know, uh, Kansas City's uh, Lenarius Sneed. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, somebody like that. But – if you think Burks is probably going to be a bust because of his injury history, uh, and you think maybe you want to deal an older DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, go out and get a T. Higgins. This guy's coming into his prime, 25 years old. Tennessee, a lot of money under the cap. You know, uh, they're either second or third, depending on which cap uh, did you read. I mean, they're, but you know, listen, you got Callahan. T. Higgins has played the whole system, he's played under Callahan. You know, he's been under that Callahan system for uh, quite a few years here. Uh, so Tennessee would be in in line to go out and get, like Rich Ferris said, go out and get a guy like a Joe Alt from Notre Dame at left tackle. Uh, with him as Sonorski here, you know, they, they'll have a, hey, maybe they go out and get a, a, a center or a guard uh, in the second round, Pickle. So, you know, uh, there, there, there's a lot to be. There's a lot to be excited about about Brian Callahan. I'm interested in a staff he's going to bring over, but uh, uh, you know his dad has an offensive line background. He's going to be a. This guy will, will will put an emphasis on building that lineup. I, I can almost assure you, it's in his blood. It's the way he was raised. You know, so uh, very exciting here. People out of Nashville, big news. Brian Callahan finalizing the deal becomes the Tennessee Titans' new head coach. Could be a disaster. Could be a disaster. Guy could be over his head, have a bad staff around him. I don't think so now. My early indications are this is a good hire. Is it a great hire? That remains to be seen. Everything goes back to the play of Will Levis and the quarterback and whatnot. So, anyways, uh, now I'm on behind on my regular scheduled program. <laughs> Let's go back to the show. Okay, uh, again, talk about that to more in depth tomorrow. Tune in, 7.30, Tennis, uh, Tennessee Titans flagship radio. Uh, Rich Ferris will be in tomorrow, 30 minutes past the hour. Okay. Let's go back to last night. Okay, so Chiefs-Bills, listen, you know, that game, it went, 
almost exactly, exactly the way I said it would go. Uh, that 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 uh, Josh Allen uh, would would, would um, ha- have a Herculean effort. Effort. Maybe they'll win. Maybe they won't. I picked the Chiefs to win. The Chiefs did win. Okay. Uh, by the way. Another thing, uh, Keith Engel will be on Wednesday, 7.30, tune in. I'm going to ask him about the uh, Patriots, some college football, plus the Patriots new hire. Okay, now, back to this. All right, so Chiefs-Bills, when it's, like I said, went exactly how Josh Allen with the injuries at the linebacker positions, the Bills surprised. I was surprised that they can keep it as close as, they, as it was because of the injuries that, that occurred at and during that particular game there. Uh, made some great throws. I mean, just running like nobody's business. He was the leading rusher. And, of course, when he's the leading rusher and it's not, and it's not um, one of the running backs, they lost. I mean, it, it just is what it is, you know. And then you you, you get on, um, get up here. Sometimes I'll watch some of these shows I've recorded during the day. When I get home from the day job, I'll I'll start to watch some of the, program and you start to see um guys like ryan clark he happened to be in there you know i just went in on him last week talking about the jared mayo uh tobacco there one of the worst um press conferences ever but he talks about how come nobody just don't give josh allen the grief i mean yeah allen 26 for 39 186 yards passing you're going against a great secondary chris jones in the middle uh, really good secondary. Uh, Brett Veach has done an excellent job stocking that team with with the elite players on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but look at Josh Allen: twelve carries, seventy-two yards, two touchdowns. James Cook: eighteen carries, sixty-one yards. Now they did get forty yards out of um, Ty Johnson here, but still, I mean, your your leading rushers, your quarterback. And, you know, I used to get and pound Lamar Jackson and the Ravens about that. Listen, I can't, I can't, I can't give, I got to be equal opportunity here, you know. And again, that goes right back, that goes right back to, that is very Dan Reeves, John Elway. Some of you younger audiences might not realize this. This guy, Herculean effort, does the, 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 the drive. Best one of the best two minute drives ever goes down the field, beats the Cleveland Browns, gets to the Super Bowl. They're totally outmanned in the Super Bowl. Everything has to be about LA, no real running game. And then finally, they move off of Dan Reeves, bring in Cal Shanahan. We know what it is two Super Bowls later, back to back with the mile high salute and Terrell Davis in that zone block and running scheme. But you know, it 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 is what it is. Is that enough? Is that enough to keep to keep uh, uh, Sean McDermott around? I don't know. The people seem really nice up there in Buffalo. Carlos says uh, John Rostano. He he's he's you know kind of iffy on it. Now the fact that they went on this run again, but you got to look at it and say, okay, well, this is where they're getting that they. Last year, they won their wild card game. They get beat in the divisional round. The year before that, the same. Except that was to the uh, to the Chiefs here. So, going back to you, you got your eyes like Ryan Callahan. And, and listen, it was more about the injuries. Technically, the Bills have won the last two games. They just happened to be in the regular season prior to that. If you turned around, Turn the situations around and say, "Well, what if, what if, uh, what if uh, six foot five, what if six foot five uh, uh, rifle for an arm, uh, Josh Allen? What if Josh Allen at six five two thirty eight? What if he's drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and that system with Steve Spagnato's defense?" What if six foot two, 225, Patrick Mahomes, who went to Texas Tech, both of these players really didn't have 
Uh, you know, Mahomes did go seven and uh, five his last year at Texas Tech. But the truth of the matter, he was 13 and 19. He was 13. That was very John. John Elway, he, he did better than John Elway in, at college. You know, uh, he, he did better than John Elway. But if you look at and and, and that's that's. But still, John Elway didn't even make a um, didn't even make a bowl game. But then you look at a, a, a guy like an Allen. Fifth, uh, fifth in Wyoming history career passing touchdowns, forty-four fifth in the history single season passing. Yeah, he was he was a he was a stud there as well. So if you put Josh Allen, essentially, with Andy Reid, and you put the smaller, although I still say they're the same guy, Patrick Mahomes with a uh, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen. There's a very good chance Josh Allen's got. Patrick Mahomes' resume. Patrick Mahomes got Josh Allen's resume. Okay. Uh, I do like Mahomes. I don't want to take anything. You guys know I love Mahomes. I mean, he's a great ambassador for the game. And listen, arm strength, the guy threw, just to prove he can do it, he threw the ball out of Arrowhead Stadium. Threw the ball. Got in the stadium. I saw the video. Threw the ball out of the stadium just to prove he can do it. Um, I think he's just as fast as a – um, as an Allen, Allen's a bigger player, just read their height, you know. Uh, but as far as uh, flick of the wrist, arm strength, that's pretty close, man. I mean, Allen, uh, Mahomes can throw the ball. I mean, just throw a what? I mean, just r- rifle that ball. It looks like if you're playing Madden and you press the button real hard and the ball zips out of your hand and go around the field for all you Madden players out there. So I don't want to take anything away from Mahomes. I think this is a special run that Kansas City's on. Uh, this is their sixth. I was right. We talked about this Friday. This is their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game, second only to the New England Patriots. That's amazing. But uh, back to Allen, listen, Some at some point, you're going to have to make a tough decision in Buffalo. You're going to have to get the right coach behind this guy. He's going to have to adjust his salary. Uh, he, he's a big cap hit next year. They got a lot of players getting older. You're Micah Hyde's of the world. Uh, you're, uh, you might want to get rid of Hyde and Spencer, Moody, Stephon Diggs. Uh, you've got some cornerback issues as well. Tredavious White. Von Miller will probably retire. I mean – you're getting really old on that defensive side. And, of course, Allen's price tag is going to be that much more expensive, okay? So what do you do? What do you do? He's going to have to adjust this out, and you're going to have to get a guy that can make that can put that running game around him, a deep offensive mind. He really needs a guy like Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh's a former quarterback. He'd get in his rear end. He'd talk to him. He, he would simplify the offense. So when we need you to be beast mode, you be beast mode. But you can't be beast mode all the time. You can't. You're going to get hurt there. He, he was doing. An, he was doing a press conference, and both of his hands were bloody. You know, he looked like a serial killer after after doing his serial killing. But really, he was he was cut up, banged up, running through linebackers and everything. You cannot be. You cannot be. Uh, superhero every every playoff game, you know. You just cannot be Superman. It looks great in the movies, great in slow motion, but the truth of the matter is you're going to get hurt and you're going to come up short every time. It's like Michael Jordan. Yeah, he put 63 on the Celtics. Well, they lost that game. And then they lost the other three games they got swept. You know, Phil Jackson said, listen, man, do you want to put up 63 every night and not win nothing? Or do you want to take, you know, trust me with this triangle system, myself and assistant coach Tex Winter want to put in here and, and get and get a couple of rings and get those points down. You still get 25 or 30. Jordan said, okay, well, anything at this point, I'm, I'm in year seven now, you know. And, of course, eventually they got to, um, they got it installed a few years later. Well, technically, when that conversation happened, I think it was in year five to be tech, about year seven, year eight. Uh, came in 84, 91. We know they won the finals, beat the LA Lakers. 
Now, again, as far as as far as Kansas City, let me see if I got any bites here. I thought I had a. No, that's the other game. No, that's also the other. No dancing today. Okay, here here's a locker room afterward. It was a big win for Kansas City. Uh, <coughs> Andy Reid again. If if Patrick Mahomes with with Sean McDermott and Andy Reid had Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen has got this hardware and this crazy run that the Chiefs are on. Listen, here, here's here's a cool little soundbite here after the game. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the locker room. It it, it starts it's, this. It, it starts off with with Mahomes here. So listen up. No, right. From NFL fans. No we got, we got more to do, right, sir? More to do. Yes, sir. But you know what? We're going to enjoy this one like so, buddy. Hey, everybody. Defense are proud of you for battling. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, 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 hey talk about that defense, which you should have. You were battling all night or day, whatever we are. Let's take a knee. But first, how about those cheese? Here's this. Uh, hey, they asked for it. Yeah. And they got what they asked for. Uh, hey, but he said it. This ain't done. Uh, we come back next uh, week, uh, ready to go. And turn it up a notch. Cheese on three, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, and, and Mahomes realized, hey, listen, we got Goliath to go against next week. You know, um, the. Uh, Hey, listen, I told you all this a couple of weeks. I've been talking about this for the last few weeks now. This is very much a Belichick-Brady type of run. Uh, people who's going to get tired of looking at them, six straight AFC championship games. Uh, what a buzz here for the Chiefs. It was a good win, though. It was a good win. They've had problems defensively all year. They've had problems at tackle all year. They finally got Donovan Smith healthy kind of, yeah, they're holding their breath with this guy. And then Jawan Taylor lining up offsides, those two tackles, they finally got them both healthy, and they finally got them somewhat to be able to act right. And, and kudos, Marquez Valdez, Scandalin, huge couple big, big catches who finally shows up, catches big. Rashid Rice looked a little banged up. I want to see what the deal is with him. Uh uh, Gay, the the linebacker, he went out. Want to see about that? That's a good transition. That's a good transition. Let Let's go to the Ravens game. Listen, a uh, lot of people hyping up the Ravens here. Okay, I'll say this: they're they should be six and a half point favorites to Ravens against this Chiefs team. All right, but but let let me go on to the Ravens game. Uh, Ravens Texans to go back to Saturday. Uh, another example of a team like a Houston. Uh, I'll tell you what. Because of the bye week, and I mentioned this earlier, and I said this may happen. It happened with both teams, with both one seeds, uh, the 49ers and the Ravens, folks. It happened with the Niners and the Ravens. Uh, both of them clinched week 17. Both of them rested key starters, a lot of starters, week 18. And so you're talking 20 days, 19, 20 days, practically three weeks without playing a, a, a live action game. It's hard to simulate that in practice. That's something coaches are going to have to work on in the offseason and study. Uh, how to how to get these guys ready? Because both of them were in. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Ravens, who are at thirty four to ten, no problem. Now listen, Houston, two big sacks in a row. They were all over Lamar Jackson. Uh, missed a dead bang forty seven yard straight ahead field goal. They would have been up thirteen to ten, but that Ravens defense. You could not run on that deal. You once they once they established it, got in the mind of uh, Billy Bobby Slowick and 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 uh, this that whole offense in general. The uh, you know D'Amico Ryan's Stroud himself. Then you realize, okay, we can't run on this team. 
We are not going to be, we can try some kind of end around stuff. We can do this. We can do that. They had a little bit of success here and there, but they could not run on that Raven defense. And that Raven defense held them in there, held them in there. And you got past the slow start of the Ravens. And like I said, like I was in fear of for the Ravens. And I'm pretty sure John, uh, yeah, John Harbaugh noticed, probably said this too to Lamar Jackson. Listen, man, if it's not there in the passing game, don't force it. You've, you've got rested legs. Go ahead and use your legs, okay? Go ahead and, and, and use your legs. Revert to what you know. We're so good now on the back end with guys like Zay Flowers, who's a turn out to be a big hit at wide receiver, okay? Rashawn Bateman's finally healthy throughout the whole season. They've added – that's a first-round pick, too, by the way. Odell, former first-round pick. Odell Beckham, not to mention uh, Isaiah Likely, who has emerged as a great backup tight end to Mark Andrews. Excuse me. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so as you can see – the Ravens, um, he ended up having, you know, Lamar, I didn't realize this, but he had 100 yards rushing in that game. He ran for two touchdowns, threw for two, uh, got sacked three times, but he never threw a pick. He never forced it. That's the maturity of a fifth-year Lamar Jackson versus year two Lamar Jackson, who is uh, kind of panicking a little bit. I think he would have panicked. And look how sharp that uh, C.J. Stroud was, you know, even without that running game. You could see the talent with Stroud. I mean, the future is wide open for this guy, man. I was looking at Stroud, and I thought to myself, this dude is – they've got a lot – they've also got a lot of money in the cap room. They're very close to Tennessee. That's bad news for the Jags. That's bad news for Indy and Tennessee right there. Because they got a lockdown. Uh, now, something had happened. Maybe he could get distracted from this year's success. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to be a star. I think he is a never-rattled player. So, mention that in the telecast there. Um, one of the commentators said, this guy's never rattled, man. I mean, none of these big games rattle him outdoors, indoors. He's just not a guy that, that, that really gets too high or too low. Very Eli Manning-like, you know? Very Eli Manning-like. And, and after the game, Lamar Jackson says something to him, and I'll play it up here real quick. They had an exchange. Yeah, yeah, he says it, it's only the beginning. I'm waiting on you. Lamar saw the talent in Stroud after the game, uh, gave him a hug. Listen, that team was supposed to maybe win six, seven, eight games and and uh, and, and be excited about that. No, they went on, won the division and beating the crap out of good teams. They beat a good Cincinnati team when they had Joe Burrow. Okay, uh, they beat up on a Jacksonville team decisively. You know, he's playing so well. He might get Doug Peterson in Jacksonville fired. You know, this guy makes good. Uh, he, he doesn't live by interceptions. He never gets overwhelmed by anything. Uh, other words, he has a bad game, a bad play, a bad moment, a bad snap. It never really stays with him. You know, I talked about that before where they got destroyed by the Colts early in the season down in Houston. And then towards the very end when you had the season on the line, the division on the line at Indianapolis, mind you, go up there to have a great game, get the win. Okay, playing against that very talented uh, uh, Cleveland defense cut them up like a hot knife through butter. Guys running wide open. A lot of that scheme. A lot of that is just pure Stroud, though. 
Stroud making the run uh, very, very accurate. Listen, they got a lot of money. Uh, he's on a rookie contract. He's going into year two. He's already won a playoff game. Uh, they may have hit the Powerball here and got a guy as good, maybe better pro than Deshaun Watson. Now, it's just a one-year wonder. They may end up losing their offensive coordinator. So a lot of that stuff goes into play. Josh Allen's kind of stats dipped a little bit uh, with the initial loss of offensive coordinator Brian DeBall because, again, defensive-minded head coach Sean McDermott, D'Amico Ryan's going to win the coach of the year. Defensive-minded head coach um, defense, D'Amico Ryan's, okay, uh, go back and look at Mike Tomlin. One really good offensive, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, you know, Colin Coward brought that up the other day. He said Bruce Arians was the only really good coordinator that that um, that Ben Roethlisberger had, you know. I mean, they went through a bunch of guys, Matt Canada, you know, uh, they, the guy that was a fill-in guy, they don't know about him. Uh, who, who was the other guy? Um, Todd Haley, which he wasn't bad, but Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger didn't, uh, he, he coached Roethlisberger hard. He didn't like that, you know, but Haley was hard to get along with. So, you know, again, you want, I, I'd much rather prefer a guy with a quarterback background to be my offensive, my head coach, former quarterback, practically, I mean, ideally. He don't have to be an all-world guy. He could be a college guy, you know. I think Sean McVay played in college. Uh, John Gruden played for Dayton. He never played it down in it, I don't think, anyways. Uh, pretty good coach there, John Gruden. I, I want my head coach to be a, have a good quarterback background uh, or just be really good with quarterbacks and have a really good coordinator. Uh, I don't Defensive guy you want to pay. Steve Spagnato. Remember, Spignano was not the first coordinator that Andy Reid had when he first when he first got there. It was some other guy. They fired him and brought in Spignano, who was never been head coach of material. Had had that great Giants team. Won, beat beat the Patriots, you know, beat that Patriot team. So um it, it remains to be seen. I think Stroud's gonna be fine. I think this AFC South. Other than Anthony Richard, but they got a good offensive minded head coach, though, Shane Steichkin. They got a good offensive line. That's two things working for the Colts. This this division, could this be as competitive as the AFC North in two years? What if Will Levis comes into his own? Titans got a lot of money. Houston's got a lot of money. Uh Jacksonville's got a lot of talent. Now, Trevor Lawrence's contract is going to come up pretty soon. Um, and you look at uh, the Colts there. Uh, could in a year or two, could this could be a um, could this could be an ASC North type of division? Listen, there was a few years ago, I talked about this last week, with the NFC West with the, uh, Seattle back in 2010. That was the worst division in football. They won their division at seven and nine. Now, of course, they—they they, I was doing it because I talked about the, the Bucks. They got hot at the right time. They—they—they uh, they, they beat. Um, They—they they beat New Orleans with uh, Matt Hasselback and a young Marshawn Lynch. Run the rock, beast mode, twelfth man, right? And then they go on the road, and then they—they they lost to. Um, a Jay Cutler Bear team led by Greg Olson. Okay. Until they got the quarterback, but that division was terrible. Then you go a few years later, just a few years later, when you had Jim Harbaugh there, and then you had Seattle's um, Legion of Boom and all those guys, you had all those players that Carroll had brought in, had started coming into their own fifth round pick. Uh, Richard Sherman, third-round pick, Russell Wilson, all those other uh, – Bennett on the defensive line, you name it. And then they – going against that really good defense of that 49er team, okay, uh, led by Patrick um, 
All right, what's that guy's name? Pickles, that middle linebacker, uh, Patrick something. Great player. Great player. Okay. Um, really good defense. Those were the two best teams in the whole league at that time. Remember when they – it was one play. One play there. Uh, that that uh, got them to the Super Bowl. And, of course, Seattle destroyed Denver in the Super Bowl. They went from a bottom dumpster fire division to the best division uh, in football. I mean, you had the two best teams in all of the NFL that particular – about two years in a row. You had you had the, uh, the 49ers who went all the way to the Super Bowl, lost to his brother. Then the very next year you had Seattle go to the Super Bowl and win. And then a few years later, get back to the Super Bowl only to lose at the one yard line to uh, uh, to New England. So things can change quickly in the NFL. Is what I'm saying. You can go from the outhouse to the penthouse with a few bad injuries. You can go back to the outhouse <laughs> if your quarterback gets hurt. It's something happens to your head coach. Now Carlos brought up something about Andy Reid. I haven't been able to confirm that, but he said he heard maybe Andy Reid may retire after this year. And you look at the success of Patrick Mahomes. You put him with some clown coach, some defensive-minded coach who don't know what he's doing. A guy's a great interview. You know, um, things might not look so rosy. It might, it might not look so rosy if you put him with an incompetent coach. So, it, it it I tell you, head coach is a big thing. Head coach Patrick Willis, I think that's who I was thinking about. That linebacker pickles, penthouse to the box, and you, yeah, pen or or, or doghouse, yeah, pen or doghouse to the penthouse. I just mentioned the Detroit Lions, okay. I just mentioned them, and I'm gonna go more into them later on. They get to the NFC Championship game. For the first time since 91 and 92. What was so special about that year? That was the year. I'm, I'm, um, let's see, uh, 91, uh, 10 years old. 10 years old. And I, that was the year I really got into the NFL. I mean, I watched that whole Super Bowl. By the way, today is the 22nd. Back in them days, January 29th, that's Super Bowl, Pickles. The, the Super Bowl would be Saturday. Uh, yeah, be about Saturday or Sunday, back in them days. Now it's almost close to Valentine's I'm cool with it. I like that. I like the fact they drag it out almost to Valentine's Day. But back in them days, it's usually around the 27th or the 30th of January. But this is the last time that the, the, the Lions were the NFC Championship game. I was talking to this girl at work. Woman at work, young woman. I didn't want to tell her, but she's a lot younger than me. Uh, she's like, my dad. She has this lion shirt on. Her her dad's, uh, she's from Detroit area. Dad's a huge fan. She lives here now. And she's like, yeah, I, they've always been terrible. When I was a little kid, I, I watched, uh, only success I remember is uh, the, the Pistons back when they were, um, and I was thinking, let me guess, Ben Wallace. That she was like a ten, you know, or eight, something like that. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. So she has no idea about Barry Sanders, only through YouTube, right? But that that was that Barry Sanders led team, that Redskin team. Then they were called the Redskins, led by Joe Gibbs, head coach Mark Ripken. Uh, they beat that team, and then later on, poor Buffalo beat the Bills in, in the Super Bowl. Ripken, uh, I think Art Monk was on that team. Pretty good team, Daryl Green, the great cornerback there. Uh, watched it all the way through. We talked about it at school the next day while we're shooting basketball. Man, that was a pretty good Super Bowl, you know. I was hooked every year after that, every year after that. So, you know, they, they get the big win here. And listen, again, I, I love what Dan Campbell's doing. Uh, like I said the other day, folks, like I said the other day, I, I, that I thought that the return of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at safety would be huge. Uh, it would be his second game back against uh, uh, going against Baker Mayfield. They've been jarred back and forth 
uh, social media or sound bites getting back to each other, uh, taking shots at each other. And um, got Johnson got the he got the last lap, he got this round per se. He got this round, he got an interception. Pickles in the first half against Mayfield, they were driving about the 50 yard line. Uh, and that's the former Eagle folks that was brought over from last year's team, had seven interceptions. Seven interceptions Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had, led the NFL last year, got hurt early this year. Hurt early this year. Lions fans know about this. Just came back from IR. First game back was obviously the Rams game, a little bit rusty. Second game back, gets the big interception there. Uh, plus, you know, played a big sack there by uh, Aiden Hutchison. Uh, four, uh, eight sacks the last four games. He's a house of fire. I kind of saw that game playing out. I said it would be within that spread, which is six and a half. Baker Mayfield played the way I thought he would. He made some big throws. I'll give him that. He made some really big throws. Uh, Mike Evans, great game. I don't know who this Tyler Smith guy is or Trey Smith. This is a running back. They found him out of nowhere. He's turned out to be a pretty good player. They may let Godwin go. They may let uh, Evans go in free agency. You know, they're going to have some cap problems too. Who's going to be 30 years old? Evans, well over 100 yards, scores a touchdown, Mike Evans. But he'll also, as I said before, he still has this issue, Baker Mayfield, that he thinks, he still thinks, Pickles, that he's faster than what he is. He still thinks so. When the pass rush is coming at him, he thinks in his mind he's Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, where he can flake it, or, or Josh Allen, where he can just twist out of and throw. When he twists out of like he's on throw, uh, uh, Aiden Hutchison or this other guy, I can't remember who it was, the other guy placed uh, uh, coming from the other side there. Well, he's sacked and he's losing eight, 10 yards. There's two big. Big sacks in that game where he lost almost double-digit yards. They went from second and 10 with it thrown it away to second and 19, third and 19. Then you go at a totally different defense. You keep everything in front of you. You rush four, maybe you sneak five. Aaron Glenn, great game called. Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator. Just like they did in the Rams game, he hid all his – he he he. He um, disguised his 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 blitzes to the very last second. Uh, Brian Branch, rookie out of Alabama, got a sack. Uh, he he was bringing safeties there. He was not letting Baker Mayfield get comfortable whatsoever. The crowd really fed off that. Uh, Dan Campbell pushing um, Dan Campbell. Really, uh, uh, totally different when you got a defensive mind head coach. But he let Ben Johnson call that game just as, any way he wanted to call it. You know, uh, yeah, commentator. Well, I think they're going to. Um, I forgot who it was. I think it was Collinsworth. Yeah, but they're going to. You know, uh, they're going to. They're going to uh, huddle up and go two tight ends. They're going to run it. Nope. Nope. Uh, looks like they're going, and of course they did. They spread it out, and this was on a goal line. This was towards the end of the game, and of course uh, that they convert, go ahead and score that go ahead touchdown there. I want to say that was with Alamon St. Brown there at the end. That they end up winning the game by eight points. <clears throat> I think that was the go ahead touchdown with Alamon St. Brown. Um, but you can tell the chemistry with. With Jerry Goff, which I may get in that contract tomorrow too, or probably Thursday, probably Thursday. But between Jerry Goff and Ben Johnson, if you're a Lions fan, you really hope that Ben Johnson just turns down these jobs. You know, hope he just turns down these jobs, and you 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 knock him up to three or four or five million a year, something like that. Let him come back one more year. Got a lot of key players still on rookie contracts. Sam Laporta, 
Ottoman, St. Brown, Jabbar Gibbs, hit Laporta, Gibbs are rookies. The, the, the contributions that this team is getting from rookies is unbelievable. Panay still a rookie contract there, you know? Brian Branch, rookie. Jack Campbell, rookie. That's a linebacker there, okay? Um, they, they signed Zach Ertz today. Uh, they're a popular free agent destination here, you know? So, it, it it's... Uh, uh, you could see pickles that this the golf is just what him and, and 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 Ben Johnson. You could just tell it's like as soon as he heard Ben Johnson tell him that in his helmet, uh, this was like a third or fourth down. This is a very crucial play in the game. He's like, okay, we'll just do spread it, and it's like boom. It's just that it, it, it really as the game went along. Um, uh, you know, full full faith in his offensive line. Ragnu, the, the center went out, came back in. I was wondering how uh, Avella, uh, how good he was going to be with your center banged up like that. Uh, but he comes out, he plays, and uh, he's a, he's he's in line to play. Uh, looked like a pretty bad injury there, leg injury or something. I don't know what it was. I couldn't really tell. Um, but you know, when you have a center like that. They crazy things can happen, especially if you're in a shotgun. We've seen that in the college game, you know. But even in the pro game, you're going to get false starts. But Ragnu was fine, you know. He's the star of the O line. Uh, now Taylor Decker's really good. He Taylor Decker's the left tackle. Panay Sewell was drafted really high. They moved him to right. But Ragnu is a three-time Pro Bowler and a beast. He is their uh, uh, Jason Kels who had his shirt completely off in Buffalo, um, picking up people's kids and uh, having a good time with the crowd there. But uh, he, he's their guy. Total beast mode in the middle. Uh, the Lions are a great story. Uh, Brad Holmes not getting the proper credit. I'm going to look into that tomorrow. I mean, look at specifically at what he had done there. Uh, this guy, I mean, man, Ottoman St. Brown was a fourth-round pick. He's a beast at wide receiver, you know? So, uh, got got a good staff together. But, like I said, Campbell, and I was telling my friend at work this, Amani, uh, uh, I said, listen, these guys here, um, they're used to losing. They're their habit of losing. And he's trying – remember, they started one and six last year. He's getting them into a habit of winning. And it's it, 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 he's doing that by calling the game aggressive. He's going for fake punts inside the 30-yard line. Now, Detroit did that – or not Detroit, but Denver did that – or not Denver, Buffalo, excuse me. Buffalo did it, and they come up short. <laughs> but remember, Detroit did this – well, for one thing, I think they did it in the Cowboy game, and it worked in the regular season. They also did it in the Kansas City game to open the season. Didn't Kansas City? He said, man, I don't like the way the momentum's going here. Let's let's try a fake punt. And of course it worked. It worked in the in, in the uh Kansas City game here. So um listen, I, I don't know how healthy they are. I think they're going to give the 49ers all they can handle. Uh as far as the 49ers are concerned, listen, like I said earlier uh before the game started I thought they could be rusty. I thought the 49ers could be rusty. They were the most scariest team as far as uh, being shaken up. Um, it looks like Debo Samuel's got a shoulder injury. Uh, Debo Samuel ha has a uh, uh, shoulder injury. But, you know, hey, man, these guys come out like a house of fire. Uh, Green Bay, red hot, a lot of talented players there. They've also did a good job drafting Musgrove there, Romeo Dobbs, Watson, some guy named Bo Melton scored. Uh, you know, the future's really good. I mean, they were up uh, 13 to 7 at one time. Uh, and, and then before the fourth quarter, they were up 21 to 14. But uh, like, like a lot of young quarterbacks and even Josh Allen. Jordan Love, the two interceptions, the one the one late in the game, throwing against his body like that, 
I, I don't know what he was that 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 he was going for the big pater. And you could see same thing with Allen and some of these throws here. You could see uh, guys underneath being open. You can't always get the big play, you know. But you know, credit to to the 49ers. They made some adjustments on the fly on the defense. And again, two touchdowns by McCaffrey. Once they settled down, got that like Ravens, except the Ravens really ran rough shot in the second half. Once they settled down in the second half, uh, it ended up getting a win 24-21. I expect them to play a lot better next week. I think Samuel will be back. But if Samuel don't come back, I mean, the Detroit's got a shot to beat them. Now, of course, my my preseason pick was the 49ers get to the Super Bowl. I'll have to analyze that. I don't know how healthy Ragnu is going to be, even though he says he's going to try to play. I think Debo's going to try to play. Evan Smith ran for almost 200 yards with a separated shoulder in a crucial game against the Giants. Um, now, of course, that was back in 1993. Uh, lots changed there in 30 years. But um, Samuel, the way he was running around like that, if he can put a harness on or something, I think Debo's going to do everything he can. Uh, again, look at this. I told you all, you know, you got to give John Lynch, Cal Shanahan credit now. Again, three consecutive NFC championship games. Three consecutive, not to mention they they went to the Super Bowl, lost, had the Super Bowl won back in 19, but it's hard to hold uh, Mahomes and Reed down too long. A uh, big plaque, I can still see it to the town. Watch it at my friend's house. And uh big, big play there by Tyreek Hill there to get that big 35-yard play there. And, of course, a big miss there by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but, yeah, yeah, 49ers model of consistency. Uh, you As you can see, you can run on that Detroit Lions team. Uh, this will be a great game, though. This will be a great game. There's a vulnerability on the back end uh, of the defense there uh, of the um, of, of both teams, really. Uh, Lafort- it could be an unsung hero. It could be a, a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to get the uh, big play there. Uh, we'll see. I, again, this is how, how does the injury report look, all right? But I do expect, again, a much, much better more poised, looking like the second half of the Green Bay game, 49er team. You know, I would have picked that to be a much closer game if the weather people were right. They said it was a 30% chance and it was supposed to clear up early in the second half. It was a monsoon most of the game. And then, of course, it, it you know, finally lightened up in the fourth quarter. But uh, uh, there are yard difference in uh, yards per play when Debo Samuel does not play here uh you know you've got a veteran quarterback like a jared goff yeah the lions could get to the super bowl they could get there they could get there but my my instinct my antennas tells me i'm still leaning 49ers a lot of second year quarterbacks get to the super bowl okay tom brady ben roffisberger russell wilson uh just to name a few dan uh dan marino a lot of second-year players on talented teams make it to the Super Bowl. It's not too far out of uh, the question to say that a guy like a uh, um, like a brought pretty good. Of course, yeah, that's later on this week. We'll talk about that later. But listen, I mean, uh, Green Bay's scary, man. That in hey, that 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 NFC North is scary. You know they. Uh, long, longest active conference championship appearances, droughts. Longest, this is by CBS, 1989, last time, uh, the uh, that's the longest streak, and that's the Cleveland Browns, of course, 89. And, of course, uh, that was John Elway beating them, I think. Uh, then again, it might have been, been Cincinnati, actually. Uh, but either way, uh, Cleveland Browns, and then it had – the 1991 Detroit Lions, and then uh, CBS put a line through that. That one's over with. Uh, last conference championship game, 
Washington Redskins, 1991. That was the, the what year Mark Ripken they won. Uh, 1992 conference championship game, uh, the Miami Dolphins, and yes, Cowboys, 1995. And that was obviously the year under Barry Switzer. They went on to the Super Bowl to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, Cowboys, got to get with it. Got to get the longest streak belongs to the Browns. Maybe maybe they get Deshaun Watson healthy next year. They've made some coaching changes. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, but Watson's got a big uh, – he's got a big uh, 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 cap hit. So, anyways, uh, just went off of uh, – I can only be an hour live at a time on uh, on uh, Instagram. So, anyways, all right, folks. Uh, if you like the show, share the show. Thirty minutes past the hour tomorrow. Rich Ferris will talk about that Brian Callahan pick there uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Going to become the new head coach. There looks like a really good one. I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place here on Sports Scope.